0: Anytime you write something, you go through so many phases. You go through the I'm a fraud phase. You go through the I'll never finish phase. And every once in a while, you think, what if I've actually created what I set out to create? And it's received as such. Lynn manuel Miranda. Hello, and welcome back to the Turn Podcast. This is episode 87, how to tell if your novel is a good idea. Now, there's no hard and fast rules about what is a good idea and what is not. I think that kind of advice out there is pretty silly. So why am I making this episode? I'm making this episode because what if you have multiple ideas? What if you're drawn to multiple things and you don't know which one you should pursue? I've created a questionnaire of 10 different questions that you can think about to decide if your novel is worth pursuing. I know for me, I usually have multiple ideas going on in my head. And I think this is some subconscious criteria that I've used to decide which one of those ideas I want to pursue. So, number one, is it a marketable hot topic? If you think the story is really relevant to the here and now, I would definitely pursue it. And that's how I decided to pursue my current work in progress because at times, I'm not even sure if the novel has really sustained my interest as much as some other more like random abstract ideas that I've had, but I know this is a really marketable hot topic and other people have reinforced that in me, and I think that if I don't see this idea out to completion, I'm going to regret it later on in my life. So if you feel the same way about your story, like it's a very catchy topic, about something that's you know maybe trending in the news or trending in social media i say go for that above all else and i also think that something being marketable it can help because as a new writer it's really really hard to get a chance to get a bite from an agent whenever you have like no established portfolio no established background you know just because you're a good writer doesn't mean you're going to get a contract Um, You know, if you don't have the following on social media or you don't have the background in writing or the credentials. So I think one way to kind of put yourself in the door is by writing about something that's really marketable. And even maybe if you don't feel like as strongly connected to it as maybe some of your other ideas. I think overall it can be less discouraging because if you are writing about a marketable topic, it gives you kind of a better chance of getting your foot in the door. And even if you don't get your foot in the door and you decide to self-publish, I think if it is catchy enough, I think it's possible for people to be drawn into your story in other ways. You know, self-marketing your story on social media, telling friends and family, and doing all of that kind of stuff. So, So I think a marketable hot topic will help your story go, go far uh, no matter what. Number two, do you feel a personal connection with the topic, characters, and place? If you are really invested in it as a writer, I think the story is worth it to complete. Even if other people don't feel that way, the story might be a personal journey for you of self-discovery and Also, if the story is that personal and meaningful to you, it's going to be executed well because you are going to be super heavily invested in it. And once again, even if it doesn't become like an overnight bestseller, down the road, once you get more established as a writer, I think these kinds of pieces often are like rediscovered in a writer's catalog and people love them for so many reasons. Number three. Is the character already talking to you in a certain voice? If you can hear the character's voice in your mind, I say go for it. I think establishing an authentic voice is a really hard part of a piece. I know I've thought of ideas that I thought were really interesting, especially in the sort of sci-fi dystopian um, realm, and I had these ideas, but every time I tried to write the piece, it just felt funny and Like I couldn't picture the characters even though I had the ideas. And On the other hand a lot simpler plots where I just heard the voice, I heard who the protagonist was and why the story was important to them. Those stories I think have turned out better for me. I've had more fodder for them and they've gone further because the voice came more authentically and organically. I feel like the voice just has to come from the character itself. You know you can't You can't artificially make that. And so I think it's a really good sign if the character is already talking to you in your head. Number four, do your family and friends like it? I think it takes a lot of guts to run a story idea by family and friends, especially if they are not artsy or literary. Um, My family is not really an artsy family. Um, I would say they're more of like a sports family, actually. My brother plays Division I baseball and my dad is a huge baseball fan, and I would say like sports are really like what my family does. So it's always very nerve-wracking for me to like, bring up ideas within my family. I have some friends that are more artsy, um, kind of in different ways than me, but I have friends that blog and do social media and who are very creative, and I feel oftentimes a little bit more comfortable going to them with my ideas. But I think it's important to run your ideas by family and friends um, and see, you know, what they think of it. Because sometimes, not always, I suppose it depends, like, how your family and friends perceive you. My parents are pretty honest and they usually tell me if they like something I do or if they don't like something that I do. Um, So I think that can be, like, a good baseline to gauge other people's interest in it. And if you are getting, like, genuine positive reactions go for it. Number five, is it an idea that just won't go away? Every day you keep waking up with this idea. I know there's a Lin-Manuel Miranda quote out there about this. and I just couldn't find it. I wanted to put it as the leading quote to the episode, but I couldn't find it. And it's basically like, you know, you've got a really good idea when you wake up the next day and the idea sticks in your mind. And I think that's so true. And that's why I don't fret as much about like trying to write down all of my ideas because I think if they are good ideas, your subconscious will remember it, and perhaps it's an idea that you've even been thinking about for years. You should definitely execute this idea if you've been thinking about it that much. I know for me, um, last June, I thought of an idea while I was at my brother's commencement ceremony um, for his high school graduation, and I believe I started acting on that idea at either like the end of August or early September. It had been marinating in my mind for those two full months and then I finally had to act on it because I kept thinking about this and I was really, really drawn to this idea even though I was also writing this work in progress about um, the quote-unquote very marketable topic. So... I think, you know, you owe it to yourself if you've been thinking about an idea for some time to just go for it. Otherwise, it's just going to sit on your chest, weigh you down, and you're going to keep thinking about it. Number six, do you see yourself working on it for an extended period of time? I think you have to ask yourself this question, especially if you are having like all these different ideas. Because a story takes a really long time to write first off. Like a first draft can take months or even years let alone the editing and revision process. So you better really love that topic. You better be really interested in it and you better be able to see it through. Otherwise, it's just going to be a waste of your time. Number seven, do you have the expertise to write about it or the means to research it? Now, again, I think oftentimes, at least for me, I'm like really drawn to writing about things I don't really understand. I think that's fun, but that's not always smart. I realized this when I was working with a professional editor, and she was giving me some feedback that different things like in the legal process or, ju- or judicial system that I was writing about were like not really accurate, and that makes sense. I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a police officer. I don't really have any close family or friends that do that, so it makes sense that I got it wrong, and that's something that I'm taking out of my story in subsequent drafts. Because if you aren't writing fantasy and sci-fi, you need to make sure that, you know, those things have accuracy to them. However, if someone asked me to write about corporate America and the dynamics in corporate America, now I've been working in corporate America for almost five years, and I certainly could do that. Or if I wanted to write about something with medical information... My boyfriend is a physician and I could simply interview him. I have the means to talking to him 24/7. I could make sure I'm getting that medical stuff right. So make sure you either have the expertise yourself to write about it or the means to get the accurate information beyond just a Google search. Cuz like that's what I was doing when I was writing about like the process for um becoming bankrupt and filing for bankruptcy. I was, you know, Googling it and I mean, maybe it wasn't, like, totally wrong, but someone that's an expert in that field would be able to easily pick out the flaws in that, and, you know, that kind of looks unprofessional. Why would that person want to read my work if I'm getting stuff, like, so blatantly wrong? Is it something that is appropriate for someone of your background, race, religion, and sexual orientation to write about? This one is kind of tough to me because I think it is important to put people of all orientations in your stories, but sometimes... Think about how that could be perceived if, you know, you, a white person, are writing about um, the history of, of slavery and your protagonist is African American. You know, think about how that might be perceived and maybe you are not the person to tell that story. Number nine, are there other novels that are similar that already exist. Now, you want there to be some similar novels out there so you can use those as comparison titles because apparently literary agents do look for that, or so I'm told. Um, but you don't want like the exact same thing to be on the shelf. Now, another one of my older work in progress is the one that I was actually referring to about where I couldn't really find the voice for the characters, but I thought it was a good idea. I was told that was very similar to Matched by Ali Condy and... Um, This was only one person's feedback, but they seemed to think it was too similar to that series. I'd never even read that series, but um, think about that for, you know, worse or better. I feel like you do want some, like, general comparison titles, but nothing too similar to what you're trying to execute. Number 10, have you already started it? Has the beginning come easily to you? Were you able to write 10,000, 20,000 words? No problem. Maybe you're hitting a little bit of a slump around the first plot point. You don't really know what comes next maybe you're not really sure about the midpoint but you got the climax in your head you got the resolution you got the voice you know if those things are coming easily to you that could also be a sign to pursue it and not give up see where the story takes you those are 10 ways you can assess if a novel idea is good worth pursuing and worth your time Let me know what you thought of this episode by sounding off in the comments. As always, keep writing, keep reading, and keep querying, and I will talk to you on our next road trip.